This is Jim Harmer, and you're listening to my Improve Photography Podcast. Support for today's show comes from Shutterstock. You might know of Shutterstock as the home of royalty-free photos, but they offer much more. Kickstart your interactive project with video clips and music tracks from their collection. Take advantage today of a 20% discount the company is offering for a limited time at Shutterstock.com improve. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Improved Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Harmer, and today is a very exciting today day, something I've been teasing for way too long. The Really Good Photo Spots app is now live on the App Store. So in this episode, I kind of want to just give all of the behind-the-scenes information that may not be obvious when you're using the app and kind of help you to become power users and and to take advantage of all the things in the app that uh, that others may not notice. Now, the app is pretty straightforward uh, and easy to use. It's not complicated at all. Uh, we've really, I've tried to be as careful as possible to get just the right feature set in there so it's easy to use and, and easier to develop. I've been teasing this project for forever. Uh, I, I remembered on my first trip to Iceland, we had some conversations uh, years ago uh, about this app and, and what it might look like. And I've, I've talked with hundreds and hundreds of you guys uh, as we've gone out and shot together about you know what features it would need, what would be required to make an app like this succeed. Um, and then finally in March 2015, I sat down and I started putting pen to paper and I wrote down you know exactly what it would need, what it would cost, to do it, starting to work out the original designs, and and we refined them and refined them, and eventually we got to the end of of 2016 uh, last year that we really started to to go with things. I mean, we hired the developer, started the active development of it, and then um, I I was hoping at that time that we could release it in March and April, and May, and, <laughs> and now we're to July. I've never done a project like this. Uh, I've never developed had an app developed. I am not a developer myself, so I had to work with others. And I just, I, I had no concept for what it would take. And so it was really hard for me because I always like to be open about what projects I'm working on and, and what things I'm doing for you guys at Improve Photography. Uh, I just think it's kind of cool to, you know, not be the secretive, uh, everything behind the curtain kind of thing and shock everybody once it when it's released but i just think i want you to feel like you're part of the process and so i always say what's going on but then it it stinks in a situation like this where i don't have total control uh, of everything that needs to happen for it to get released and so uh i it was just gut-wrenching for me to see the delays and delays as i knew it was close but we had to get everything as right as possible before launch so it's out right now. You can go on the Apple App Store on your iPhone, or if you don't have an iPhone, you can do so on your iPad, and you can download it right now. However, um, it, it, there are some imperfections in it. I, I don't want you to uh, over uh, oversell, or I, it's not even a sell because most people are just going to use the app for free. I don't want to overpromise on the app because it really is not perfect. Uh, this is a first version. There are some bugs in it, um, and we're going to talk about that. But we're also I also want to show you the cool stuff that it can do. 
All right. First of all, I'm sorry to Android users. I know I would love to have it out for Android. Um, it, this was an expensive project. And so right now I've got to just focus on the iPhone, at least to get that out. Uh, 62-63% of improved photography readers are iPhone users. Uh, that's what we see from the stats on people going to the website. And so it did make more sense to go with the iPhone first. But, you know, we're going to have to have to wait and see if I can start turn back some of the investment and the server is, doesn't cost too much going forward, then I'll be working on the Android version. We have locations all over the world. So what the app does, if you're new to the podcast, and we have a ton of new listeners recently, if you are new, the Really Good Photo Spots app will help you to find the best places to take pictures. It's like instant upgrade for your photography because you can remove a lot of that. Ah, oh, I could, you know, tomorrow's Saturday morning, I could wake up and go shoot but uh, I don't know where to go. There's nothing interesting around Boise. So, ah, uh, nah, I, I'm, I'll wait until I go to, you know, go to Southern Utah next month on a big trip. And so you end up just not shooting much. And that's the whole point of really good photo spots is encouraging you to get out and shoot because you'll find easily the places where you can go. So when you open the app, you'll find six buttons right on the home screen. Well, you, you have to register uh, on the first screen. I It's kind of annoying that you got to, as soon as you open the app, you have to register. That's got painful workflow, but it kind of has to be that way because if we don't get the registration right away, then you'll be in the app and you won't be able to add a location because we won't be able to give you credit as adding that location. And so uh, you, you can't really contribute to the app much if you haven't created uh, a registration. So I decided, ah, you know what, it's just got to be there right at the start. Get the registration done. You don't have to like go to your email and click a link or anything. It's just a really fast uh, registration, as fast as we can make it. So after you register, you see six buttons on the home screen. There's spots around me, which you can just click and instantly see the photo locations closest to you. Um, and there are kind of two strips on that result page. The top is a horizontal that you can scroll to see just the four and five star spots. And then the vertical scroll shows you just everything in there. So if you're just looking for the very best spots, look at the top and you'll see those. You can scroll through just the, the very best spots there. Uh, and if you just want to look for a, a kind of a different thing, then, then you can scroll vertical as well. And then you can also search, search, you know, I'm going on a trip to wherever to Norway. And so you search Oslo, Norway, and it will show you all the spots there. You can search any city in the world and almost anywhere you search is going to have locations. Almost every single country in the world has locations. Uh, if it's a U.S. state, we have probably hundreds in your state uh, for most of the states anyway uh, you know Canada UK uh, wherever you are anywhere in Europe we have really good coverage except for Russia Russia we do not have great coverage we need more spots added in Russia but almost every country in the world you're gonna find lots of spots some better than others some spots we just ah, don't have great coverage for whatever reason but, uh, but we're working on it. But most places you're going to find lots and lots of, of spots near you. 
So that's kind of how the app works. And then you can, of course, add a spot, which we'll talk about later. All right, here's some power user functions. That's just kind of the uh, how the app works if you haven't downloaded it yet and checked it out. Now, uh, let's talk about some of the power user stuff. First of all, if you're not in a country that speaks miles, if you use kilometers, Go into your settings and there's a setting there that just says change everything to kilometers and then poof, everything will work. All your distances, your searches, everything will be by kilometers and things will be much easier for you. You only have to do that setting once and then it'll remember it forever. So go into settings, change miles to kilometers if you're in a country that that speaks kilometers. Uh, That was terrible. Sorry. (laughs) Um, One thing that was uh, or. okay. so the next power user function is report a location in the app. Right now, the text says flag this uh, flag, this location. I'm going to be changing that to report. And that's because I keep getting tons of people that are clicking flag location like they want to save it for later. So they're flagging it for themselves. And I just hadn't I hadn't imagined that's what people would think of when it's they see flag to me flag means like report this Um, and some people got it but some people thought it was just like save it Um, so we're going to be changing that to say report this location now when you do that all that really means is it's going to send Jim an email. It's just going to send me an email and it's going to, uh, you know, you can say, hey, you spelled the name of the state park wrong, or you might want to add that this spot is better at sunset, or it could be, hey, this is completely wrong. This location isn't even here, uh, or, you know, this location isn't accessible in the winter, whatever. Any information you have about a spot please, please flag that spot. Uh, it'll When you click flag, it'll just pop up a little text box and you can say, hey, Jim, you know, you need to do this or that on this spot and I'll go in and go in and fix it or add the information or whatnot. Uh, you know, if this is on private property, you might want to warn people, etc. So, you know, you're there, you're on the ground and these spots are local to you. Um, and so please do flag or report as many locations as possible. If you have anything to add, uh, don't, don't be shy about doing that. And that's only going to make the, the, app better for everybody. You know, this is right at launch and right at launch. I mean, we have thousands and thousands of spots and I've heard from many, many, many of you over the last couple days saying, wow, I've lived here all my life and I had no idea there was this waterfall here and things like that. Like, it's really neat. Or the one that I've heard most commonly, I think, is people saying, ah, I've seen people posting photos on Facebook who live in my area of this location and I had no idea where it was. Finally, I can go shoot it. I've heard that probably more than anything else. Um, so that, that's cool. I've, I've just been so excited. It's been just a fun week for me to, to see people finally using what I'd worked, what I've worked so hard to create. So report locations is really going to help things uh, to be better. Don't expect perfection with the app, though. Um, right now, oh, drove me crazy. So a little behind the scenes. When, when we're creating the app, we have a an Apple has an app called Test Flight where you can make kind of beta versions of your app and then you download it on your phone and you can test it. And we had 67 of you guys, thank you by the way to those of you who volunteered to be beta testers. Uh, 67 people were beta testing it over the last several weeks and months. 
And so we had really everything ironed out by this last version. We had no reports of any bugs with the last version. And so we said, okay, we're ready to go. Um, but the problem is that some of the services for the testing engine are different than the production iTunes store. And so even though everything was working great on the test version, as soon as we sent it out, there were a few things that broke that we just didn't quite realize that was going to happen. So the big bug right at launch uh, that just was getting me tearing my hair out for obvious reasons. Uh, you can't update to premium <laughs> right on that version that we launched uh, right away. It worked fine in the beta testing to go through that process, but it just stopped. And I, and I didn't realize it once, once we uh, put it out. So um, we issued a fix for that. It has been submitted to Apple hours after the first version. Uh, and we're just waiting for Apple to approve that, approve that change. And then, and then that will go live. So on the app, you'll see some pop-ups. They're kind of I'll admit, they're kind of an annoying pop-ups telling you, you know, what features you'll get if you upgrade to the premium version. Um, I See, the thing is, it's hard for me because this project really is not intended to make money for me. I just, I don't even see the path uh, to where it's going to get there. Um, even if lots and lots of people download, it, it was expensive real expensive to to create the app this is just something that i wanted to exist for years and so i've just kind of willed it into existence so uh the reason that i you know i want that pop-up and stuff is because all that everything that the app earns i'm putting right back into to creating new features, to eventually making the the Android version, etc. And so I, I want people to up, upgrade to premium because I know that's going to help the app become better and better and help more people to, to get this resource. So the launch has gone really well. There was that one bug where you could where you can't update to premium. By the time you hear this, I'm hoping that has been fixed, but we will see what Apple does with us. Uh, but we, we hope that that will have been fixed. Um, the, we had two other things that I don't know if I can even call a bug in the pre, in the first version. Uh, they were really just things where people kind of got confused and did something weird that the, the app didn't expect. For example, several people clicked create a, like you go to the create account page right at the start. It shows, you know, type in your email address, type in your password, etc. And then at the bottom, it says create account. Um, well, some people are going to that page, not typing in their email or password and just clicking creating account, thinking that's going to take them to a page to create their account. But it, it's at the bottom of a form. That's just the submit button. Um, so if you don't type in anything in the app crashes, it says, ah, you didn't do anything. Um, so I need to change that button to say submit, but I just never imagined that that would happen. I thought, you know, that's the button at the bottom. So people would know to type things in first. So there are things that are, you know, you might call it a bug, but it really, it's just, uh, something kind of confusing in the user interface. I designed the user interface myself. I did all the graphic design and stuff in the app and I'm not horrible with graphic design, but it's, uh, you know, I'm definitely not as good as a, as a professional either. And so uh, if you, if anything in the user interface annoys you, I'm sorry, I take full responsibility. Um, now, if you do live in an area that doesn't have as good a cover coverage, 
please, please, please use the app. Be the one to really help your photo community and post locations. Uh, and it's kind of a kind of an opportunity too, because then you'll always be on there as the person who originally submitted the uh, the spot. So um, so please, if you do live in one of those areas, uh, please submit as as often as you can. We're going to talk about how to add a spot later. It, it's a little tricky, but I think I think. Uh, I think the way we're doing it is the best way. Um, okay, there are a couple other PhotoSpot apps out there. Um, the reason that I still wanted to create really good photo spots is because nobody has ever really taken this over. You know, if you ask most photographers what app you'd use to find photo locations, most people have no idea. Um, and th there just really hasn't been one that's taken over Um even though there are eh, maybe four or five that I've found uh, in the process of doing this. And I believe that there are kind of two problems with what has come out before. The problem number one is the spots are relying on people uh, going to kind of a map interface, zooming in on the map and putting a pin there and saying, this is the photo spot uh, to go shoot. Well, I, as I've checked other websites, I'm seeing a 15 to 20% inaccuracy rating on their websites. You know, a waterfall that's just not at all in the spot where, they, where they're saying it is, um, uh, locations that don't exist anymore, you know, a bridge that, that uh, you know, a pier that burned down, uh, the old car place in the Ukraine that no longer exists, hasn't existed in 15 years. Um, but there are lots of inaccuracies, either because they have an interface where you zoom in on a map and place a pin, in which case many people are lazy. And so they say, you know, go to this old fishing town. It's a cool place to shoot. Well, that's a, that's a whole town. Where in the in the spot do you go shoot is kind of the more is more of the question. You know, if you're getting there at night or something, you won't you won't know where to go. And so um, so that interface I found just kind of led to having bad data in the app. And then the other thing that that I think has led to to the apps really not taking off is most of them require or rely on Flickr um, and uh, what's that other site, the photo hosting site. Anyway, rely on Flickr for their photos and they get their geotags from Flickr. Well, the problem with that is somebody could upload a photo of a birthday party in their backyard on, uh, on Flickr. The photo happens to be geotagged and a whole bunch of people like it. Well, these photo location apps are just trolling Flickr, grabbing the data, and they say, "Woohoo! A birthday! Uh, you know, this photo had a lot of a lot of likes, and it was mistagged as have as saying landscape. I'm going to put this in." And so you go to go there, and it's just you get this map interface with a thousand pins that you've got to sort through, and most of them aren't really even photo spots because it isn't curated. And so that's what I was trying to solve with this app. Every single location is submitted by an actual human being, and thousands of you guys uh, who listen to this podcast have submitted locations in the process of building the app. I can't thank you enough. This is not possible. We It would be impossible to launch this without those who took the time to look through their portfolio, find spots, and upload them. 
I thank you to those of you who took the time to do that. That was awesome. And then after a photo comes in, it uh, we I had a team. I, I hired nine different people, some of you guys, to help me in going through every single location, and we vetted every one. Check it on a map. Make sure the location is actually there wherever possible. Um, and, you know, adding in a description and information, and and then we put it up. Uh, some things did slip through the cracks, and we have had some locations flagged that were just kind of crazy. I have no idea what happened. Um, but but the vast majority of the data is very accurate on the site. And that's something I'm really proud of in, in how it works, because that's obviously essential to the app. Okay, adding a spot. I've been asked this lots of times. People have a photo in, in your in your portfolio. You want to add it to the app, but you don't have any GPS tags on the photo. We are we don't have a way and we probably will never have a way to upload to upload a new location if it doesn't have the GPS coordinates uh, geotagged in the photo. And the reason is exactly what we talked about. Zooming in on a map and grabbing the GPS coordinates works fine if you zoom in all the way to 100% and you really are positive it's exactly this place. But what often happens is when we try to map interface, you know, people see cloud cover from a satellite image on Google Earth and so they're not quite sure where the water fall is so they kind of plunk it where they think it is and then it turns out to be a kilometer off half a mile off which for you is fine if you know where that waterfall actually is and you know it got you close but many people are going to be coming who have never been there before and so we do need it to be exactly on that spot and so so we require a geotag to add the spot. Now, actually, that's not difficult to do because your phone will geotag photos. Unless you've gone into your settings and specifically turned this off, by default, your your app is going to... your iPhone photo app or your iPad photo app is going to, your camera app is going to geotag a photo when you take it. So it's really easy to add a new spot. Just as you're going out taking photos, uh, you say, hey, Jim doesn't have this waterfall on there. And so you take a photo with your cell phone. It can just be amateur, whatever, just snap a photo with your cell phone and you create, and then you go to add a spot and you create the spot. It's easiest that way anyway, because you're using your phone to, to submit the location, but you want your cool photo from your DSLR to to be the photo that you submit and make make public. And so when you get home, you uh, after the spot has been created, then you can upload a geotag a non geotagged photo. It just requires the geotag to create a new spot. So if you if a spot is already on the app and you have a photo of it you want to share, no problem. Just go ahead and share it. You don't have to have it geotagged. We already have the GPS coordinates. But if you're adding a new spot, then it does require the G, the geotag. So just add this add the location using your iPhone photo and then here's another thing of how the app works. Each person can only submit one photo of the location. And so if you've put up your iPhone photo and then later you upload your DSLR shot, your DSLR shot is going to replace that iPhone photo. So perfect. You created the spot very, very easily. It's perfectly accurate. We Because the iPhone, we've done quite a bit of testing to make sure the iPhone is recording correct geotags, you know, that it's not just roundabout. Um, and it's really, really good. Even if you don't have signal at the time, if you... Um, 
you know, if you're in the middle of nowhere in Norway taking pictures and you have no cell phone service, your phone will still geotag and geotag accurately. And so it's really just the perfect tool for adding new spots to the database. Um, so, so that's how you do it. That's how you can either add a spot by standing physically at the spot and taking a, taking a picture with the app, or you just take a picture while you're there and your phone will geotag it and then you upload that. So it, I think it actually works really well and it prevents the problem of, of inaccurate data. So I've been getting several people asking why it works that way. Why don't we see a map? And that's the reason. Now, one thing to realize is when you're looking through your, your camera roll, you know, you click at a spot and then you want to upload a photo. You say, Oh, well, I went to this lighthouse a couple weeks ago. I want to put that in. Uh, your phone will, will tell you if you try to click a spot that doesn't have a geotag for some reason, it'll say, Hey, you can't upload this. The phone didn't geotag it for whatever reason. But the problem is if you download photos from Instagram, ah, this drives me nuts. When you upload a photo to Instagram, it always wants to tag it, but it usually wants to tag it with where you are right now and not where the GPS coordinates are from where you actually took the picture, uh, which is mind-boggling. I have no idea why they do it that way. But the problem is now if you say, oh, I have a ton of spots, I'm just going to download all my Instagram photos onto my phone and then upload the spots. Ah, you're going, what you'd find is you'll upload 20 locations that will now have your living room as the photo spot, <laughs> as the GPS coordinates for it. Now, as spots are, are uploaded, I'm usually kind of spot checking. You know, if I see one user has uploaded 10 new spots, I'll check one or two of them and make sure the geotags are correct on those that they didn't have this issue. Um, so hopefully that will be prevented from happening. Um, but make sure if you're Make sure not to download photos from Instagram in order to add a spot because Instagram totally messes up the geotags in your photos. I wish it would just leave it from what the camera had, but they don't. Okay, another major differentiator of the app is that I'm personally assigning star ratings. I, I haven't assigned all of the star ratings in the app because I had nine people helping me do the data entry uh, who are awesome people. Thank you guys. Um, but going forward, I'm going to do the star ratings for as long as possible, uh, and then I'll have to get somebody to help me. But for as long as possible, I'd like to do the star ratings just to keep kind of consistency in the way that the, the stars are done. Now, obviously, it's just one person's input on, on kind of what they think of, of the location, but hopefully it will help to make your your photo trip planning and your scouting much easier when you have kind of an idea of that location. And then, you know, if you have a eight-hour layover in Chicago, you're like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm busting out through security and I'm going to go shoot for five hours and run back to my plane. You know, you only have a couple hours in Chicago. And so you don't want to mess around and search through thousands of spots. It's like, just give me the four and five star locations. Let's see what I can hit. You know, it's hop in a cab. Perfect. You know, it's all right there. You don't have to spend two hours searching. And, and again, that's what I believe is, has made it so none of the other apps uh, for photo locations have ever really taken off. Uh, because it, they just kind of spew out data at you. You see this map with thousands of pins and, and it just doesn't help you to get your trip research done. In fact, it just kind of creates more work and more stuff to search through. So that's kind of the whole point of this. But what do they mean? 
A five-star location means this is a world-class spot. It doesn't necessarily mean it's world-famous. It just means like this spot is so good that you're very likely uh, to to get a, a portfolio-quality shot if you go shoot here. Um, it means that if my friend came from Brazil to come visit me uh, and they only had you know one day to shoot with me in the area, I would say, no, this is obviously where we need to go shoot. So a five-star location, I've been really stingy with. Five-star locations mean this spot is awesome and it's probably going to take a place in your portfolio. A four-star location means, you know, if I had a couple days in this area, I, this is definitely one of the spots I would want want to visit. It's uh, somewhere where you're very likely to get a great shot uh, without, you know, bending over backwards and finding this random creative uh, angle or being extremely lucky with good light. Like, it's a good enough of a spot that this photo is going to look cool. A three-star location is still a great location. You can still make, obviously, portfolio quality images there, etc. But it's maybe just not as obvious. This is one that's going to take a little bit more creativity or maybe just the right conditions to make this photo work. A two-star location is really what I think of as, you know, it's sunset. I'm driving on this old dirt road. I'm desperately trying to find something to put in the foreground. That's a two-star location. It's like, just quick. You know, it's like there's this cool fence line, you know, it's just a fence line, uh, you know, barbed wire fence or something. But hey, you know, you're driving around at sunset and you need something to put in the foreground. Perfect. Here's here's a spot, you know, and a one star location is something that, you know, it's worth including in the app. But, you know, maybe it's just really not ideal. You know, it's this kind of spot in the city park that you can kind of sort of call a landscape spot, but it's just you know, you see a building in the background or whatever. It's just not that great, you know? Um, and that that's a one-star spot. It's just, yeah, you can call it a photo spot, but it's just not ideal. And we don't have many uh, one-star locations at all. Um, most of the locations are going to be in that three and four-star range. Uh, and that's why somebody uploaded them because they, because it's a good spot to take pictures. Now you can only search by star rating in the pre in the premium version of the app. So as I mentioned, the app itself is free. You can download the app. You can search all of the spots. There's nothing restricted like that. Uh, you can fully use the app absolutely for free, and that was very important to me to offer that in the app. But it was not free to create this app, and so I do need some way uh, for the app to earn money just so I can keep paying a developer to make it better over time and so it doesn't just go away. And so the premium version does some pretty neat things. Um, one, it takes away the ads. The ads are very, very non-intrusive. They're just the small uh, banner ads at the bottom. They aren't those ones that pop up and wait, make you watch this video for a clash of is it Clash of Clans? Clowns? What is that that I always see the ads for? I don't know. I'm clearly not up on my iPhone games. Um, no, it's, I don't know what it is. <laughs> anyway, um, there are ads. Now, I did get two reports from people that said they were, that the ads were for like dating websites with kind of loose women looking on, on the ads. I'm going to keep a close eye on that. The ads are created by Google and I usually don't see that issue. So um, I, I'm going to keep an eye on that. Do let me know if, if you have that experience and, and uh, we can take a look, see what's happening there. Um, 
Okay. Also, if you're an Improved Photography Plus member, you get the premium version for free. I always do my best to, to, to get your back for you, make sure we can uh, take care of you. So IP Plus members get the get it for free. Just log into your dashboard and uh, and you'll see right there the uh, uh, how you get the premium version on your app. Um, I will say, however, that we are restricting that against people doing the two-week free trial um, or people that have marked their account for a deletion. And the reason is, ah, it's, it so annoys me. Uh, you know, I, I try to just do everything to really help people and, and kind of work on the honesty policy as much as possible. I just think it makes a better community. Uh, most people are just so nice. Um, but we did have an issue recently uh, where somebody was just causing Ah, just being a real pain um, on the on the Facebook group, and uh, just uh, did, did a couple things that was just really making my life tough. And Jesse finally, I looked uh, at this person, and it looks like every time we had a major release of a new course on Improved Photography Plus, he creates a new account under a new email address, uh, and then cancels on day thirteen. It's like, ah, oh, man, I, I just wish people wouldn't do that, you know, because uh, it's. It's, you know, it's fine. You know, take their two week free trial. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Uh, But, you know, that's obviously kind of taken advantage. And I just I want this community to be friendly and kind of trusting each other and and, kind of have that feel to it. And so uh, it's it's tough when people do that. So we are going to we are checking that um, with the improved photography plus portion. Uh, but yeah, if you're an Improved Photography Plus member, you get the premium version of the app for free, uh, which is an, another perk for it. Okay, so here's what the premium version does in, in addition to removing ads. First of all is the advanced search. Now, this is kind of interesting. I thought long and hard about the way that the the what the interface would look like when you add a spot most of the of the apps that i've seen before and again i'm kind of you know you see what other apps have done and none of them none of them have really taken off and so i was trying doing detective work like this is obviously something that photographers want to need so why wouldn't some of these others have taken off who'd done this earlier and i think another reason is it was way too hard and too time consuming to submit a new spot uh, because you go to the new spot page and you, you're uploading a photo, you got to create a title. You say, how much does it cost to park there? Uh, you know, what seasons is this best? Is this best for sunrise or sunset? You, uh, you know, all this information, what category it, is it in, etc. And that's great. It's nice to have all that information. However, it makes it take like five minutes to add a spot. And I really didn't want that. I wanted it to be so easy that when you're driving down the dirt road, you can stick out your cell phone out, out of the car window, snap a, a shot, uh, and just boom, it's uploaded. And in, in literally 30 seconds, you, ha- you have a spot done. Um, and then it's like, hey, that's cool. I remember that barn. You know, it's there. And next time there's a, there's a good sunrise that I'm out to shoot, I'm going to come to this barn. So super easy to add spots. So the reason there are no categories is really you can do the same thing by just having good descriptions of the location. So when you search in, in oh, well, here's a perfect example. When you search something on Amazon, it asks you what category. You know, I'm searching for a camera and it says, is this in the electronics category or outdoors, you know? Um, and really that's kind of the old, old method of, of search. Search is much smarter than that. You know, when you search on Google, you don't have to search for, you know, flash photography tips and then say, I want this in the hobbies category. You know, you just search flash photography tips and it's going to figure out the category part for you. Right. 
uh, well, that's really how things should work. Technology should take that uh, burden away from you. You shouldn't have to assign it into a category. So I, instead of creating categories like waterfall, mountain, city, night, etc., uh, it's just you just upload the spot, and then in the description, uh, many people hopefully will fill out that description and, and include things like this is best at sunset, uh, you know how it costs five bucks to park here, or it doesn't open until eight a.m. or whatever. Uh, but they'll also use words like this is a beautiful mountain in front of uh, in front of a river, etc. And then we don't need categories for that because hopefully uh, we will have entered in enough information in the description that you can just use the search, you know, say, hey, I want to go do night photography. Where do I do that? Well, if you have the premium version, you can just search a, a keyword. So you can just say, I want spots within 75 miles of Meridian, Idaho uh, that use the word night in it. And then bang, I have great night photography locations right there. And then it was way easier to create the spot um, and and things that would be uh, missing, you know, if it was miscategorized, we can get that information right there. So if you see something missing, you know, you say, oh, this is a great night photography location, flag the location and just, and just type that in two seconds. And then I'll add that into the description so that it will be found uh, under those keywords. All right. The other thing you can do in the premium version is you can save spots offline. In my opinion, this is the number one reason to get the premium version. And the premium version is very inexpensive. Is it? I think it's like 80, is it 82 pennies per month? <laughs> it's uh, $9.99 per year anyway. Um, so it's like 80 cents a month. Uh, so if you, if you like the app at all, if, if it has any benefit to you, it it's very inexpensive to get the to get the premium version. Saving spots offline is huge. Obviously, we go shoot in places that don't have uh, cell phone service all the time, and so you can save them offline um, to so that you can access them once you get into the woods. Now, the difficult thing about this is the spot is saved offline, the description is saved offline, and you'll have access right there to the GPS coordinates on the spot. However, how do you actually get there? Because now you don't have data um, on your phone. So normally, though, when you go to a location, you can just click navigate and bang, it'll send it right over to Apple Maps and you're navigating, you're, you're getting there. It'll give you, you know, turn by turn directions to get there, which is super cool. Uh, I, it's, I just love using the app because you get in there and you're like, I want to go to that spot, navigate boom, and all your trip research is done. It's just so cool. Um, but uh, but if you have no data, it you know the app passes that GPS coordinate to Apple Maps, and then Apple Maps says, uh, I don't know what the turn-by-turn -turn directions are. I need data uh, to get it. So that can be an issue. So here's the power user how to fix this is number one, Apple Maps will still accept the GPS coordinate, will still show you know with the little blue arrow where you are and where you're facing. And so at that point, it's just going to turn into kind of old style uh, navigation where it'll point to you to where you need to go and you just need to find roads or whatever pointing until you get there. Um, it, and, or you another option is if you don't like Apple Maps, right on the location detail page, if you actually just tap the the uh, 
coordinates. It'll show you the GPS coordinates. Just tap that and it will save it to your clipboard and then you can paste that in Google Maps. Now when you, this is another thing that I'm trying to get fixed is when you, when it saves it to your clipboard, it says GPS colon and then just the numbers, the string of numbers that are the GPS coordinates. You have to delete the part that says GPS. Just, just paste the numbers in Google Maps and then you'll be navigating that way offline as well. Again, it's just going to show you an arrow where you need to go, uh, but it, but you know you can get there. So if you're on old dirt roads, things like that, trying to navigate offline, you can still do that, but just be prepared. The spot is saved offline. The navigation still requires Apple Maps or Google Maps to have data, but you can still get there. You just have to use it that way. Okay, the next thing that the premium version does for you is you can create and save trips. This is just beautiful for for planning a trip. You know, when I went to Norway and it was the surprise trip, I got into the airport and I wanted to find out where to shoot. I just, bang, I search Oslo. I That's the airport where I'm going to land. I can see just in seconds, the best locations uh, all around uh, around Oslo within a couple hours drive. And then I just create a trip in the app. I just create a, a new group or whatever we want to call that, a trip. And then I, as I'm browsing through locations, I'm just flicking up and down, you know, scrolling through and I say, ooh, that's cool. Bang, I just click um, to save to my trip and poof, it's right in there. And then I'm curating my own list of places that I want to go on my road trip. I, I mean, it's just so fast. It makes me want to cry every time I use it. It's so awesome. Uh, it's really nice. One feature that, it, that the app does not have that I would love to add in a future version, but oh, there's just so much. Uh, I had to pare down what features were going to be in there uh, at the original launch so, so that we could finally get this thing out, but is creating a different order. Uh, right now, they're just saved in your trip, just in the order that you've added them. And I, it would be really nice if you could reorder them so you could kind of plan when you're going to shoot what. Uh, and to be able to share those uh, trips with some, with another user, that'd be really neat. But a future version, it'll come someday. Um, so those are the things you're going to get with the premium version. Advanced search, no ads, save spots offline, create and save trips. Uh, oh, and yeah, and the advanced search. Uh, so you can search by keyword. You can say, I only want three star locations. I only want five star locations. I only want locations that say night in them, etc. That's all in the premium version for whatever it is, 82 pennies per month. Um, okay, marketing yourself on the app. One thing that I really want this app to accomplish eventually is for it to be a great way for you to not only get your name out there, but it, you know, tough to cash a check for exposure, right? Uh, but I, I want this to be a way that you can earn money uh, and really uh, create a business on the app. And so, one thing that I have uh, that I've done is on the. On your profile, uh, you know, you'll have a profile with your picture and information about you. You can add a description, etc. And then every time you're sharing photos, it has a like a big fatty link to uh, to show, you know, click to this person's profile so they can see you. I wanted to advertise the people as much as possible who have contributed photos to a location. So um, put in there, if you're interested in taking people out, you know, if you'd be interested in, you know, somebody's, you know, you live in Kauai and people obviously travel to Kauai all the time and you want to be kind of a day guide for somebody who's there, put in your description. You can say, you know, hey, my day rate is whatever, 
$300 and I'll take you out uh, or take you out around for the day. Uh, obviously, I shoot it a lot about around Kauai. You've seen my photos and all the spots I've added here and you can do that. Uh, so I thought that would be really neat, a neat way for people who are contributing lots of new spots to the app that uh, you'll get people noticing you and stuff. I have big plans or hopes for someday to really, really uh, supercharge the social portion of this app um, so that, you know, you can follow other users and really get more attention. Uh, but, you know, I just had to draw the line somewhere of what's going to go in in uh, version one and make sure we can nail this part first. Uh, but more you're uploading, uh, the more potential you have for things like that. Also, mark places as visited. Um, right now, every time you add a photo, it's already going to mark that spot as visited and it keeps a count on your profile. You know, I'll say I visited 491 spots in, in really good photo spots, etc. Um, but, but, uh, definitely click that click that that you've you've visited that spot uh, that's another thing that i hope to add in future versions is you know it'll show spots you know as you're browsing through spots you visited and new spots uh, to you you know it could even show a little new tag on there that says you know you haven't visited this and it's 15 miles away let's go uh, i think i think that'd be kind of neat the app is kind of focused on landscape, street, night, wildlife, outdoor photography, rather than portrait photography. Um, as I've looked at at other spots, what's that one? Oh, Scout uh, is a good website if you're looking for portrait photography locations. I decided to kind of not go that direction with it because as I looked through Scout and, and other websites that are kind of focused on the portrait photography side of things, I found that the the photo was just so focused on the person uh, and less about the, about the location that I thought, you know, I think we're going to be better off even for the portrait photographers uh, to really just focus this on the place itself. And obviously if there's a, if there's a really good landscape, you could stick a person in it and probably make something pretty cool too, right? Um, so I, I'm trying to avoid photos that have people in them, but I, I kind of want to be open there and kind of see how people use the app and want to use the app. And, you know, if people just want to include portraits that are, you know, have lots of landscape in them too, I, you know, that's fine with me. I don't have a problem with it. I just, I, I kind of want to play that out and see what happens. But right now, it's kind of focused on the location, the the landscape, the night, the, that kind of thing. When you submit a new location, another thing that we're working on adding is the original person who submits a location that it will show, you know, this location was originally submitted by and a link to your profile. Right now, it doesn't do that, but it does remember like we have that data so that we can add that feature in um, in the future. But right now, it doesn't do that. Right now, uh, your your the place that people will see you and that you submitted is on the photo. Uh, so I would like to add that uh, just to kind of thank those who are contributing to the app and helping other people have a good experience and get better photos. Well, that is really good photo spots. So you can get it right now. Go on the app store for your iPhone or your iPad and search really good photo spots, RGPS, really good photo spots, and you'll see it. Uh, I would also really appreciate it if you take a second and write a review. I didn't have any pop-up in the app saying, will you go review this just because I didn't want to bug people, uh, but I may need to do that in a, in a future version because it's obviously really important to get those uh, star ratings. I've put years into this project and invested as much of myself as possible. It's an imperfect uh, thing, but uh, 
man, it's just been so cool for me in the last couple of days to hear from hundreds of you um, who have, have written messages and said, wow, you know, I've, I didn't know this spot was right here. I didn't know how to find this spot or I'm planning a trip to Yosemite and I'd love to use the app and, and get my troop research uh, part uh, done. It's just it's been really, really neat. So thank you to everybody, hundreds and thousands of you who have contributed um, spots to the app, to the many of you who are beta testers. And um, we had awesome developers at parttimecoders.com. They were awesome and really reasonable on the price. That's parttimecoders.com. Um, just thanks to everybody who's contributed to the project, who's left kind reviews on, on iTunes and sent me messages. Uh, it's been a cool week and I hope you enjoy the app and that it helps you to find hundreds of, of adventures and places you can go to uh, record the beautiful world that we live in. Thanks everybody and have a great week.